All right, my name's Ed Piscor. Ali Kaseki. And Jim Rugg is off looking at volcanoes yeah, or taking helicopter tours of Maui. <laughs> he's got to be up at 2 a.m. to go see sunset, sunrises and shit oh, like man, that. Oh, man, he's still got to do that? <laughs> he's in trouble. So, Alika, first off, I have to thank you for helping me complete my run of Eastman Laird's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I am so happy to, honored, honored to help. You hooked me up with all those City of Wars, man, City at War joints. That oh, those are like ones are getting pricey now. Hard to find as yeah. well. And then we're sitting here post Maui Comic Con 2021. You were like, you want to come over to the crib? I have a complete run <laughs> with a lot of these early reprints, man. So what are we looking at right here? This one is the second printing of issue one. And it has some, it has some this, magic on the inside. This there. signature is the one I most want because this, I don't think he's ever even been to Hawaii, but Ryan Brown. And he created uh, Cowboys of Umesa. Yeah. And like, you know, some fun anthropomorphics. That's so but cool. But there's man. the Eastman, that's the Michael Dooney. I never touched my hands on uh, one of these things with this kind of cover. Steve Levine. Steve Levine, the, the letterer extraordinaire. He's the third one through the door. I think he did some lettering on, on maybe the second or third issue. It's really cool to see how the uh, duotone kind of holds up. Yeah. Uh, on these ones some of these guys still pop into our comments man i think michael dooney pops up in our comments every oh now really now. yeah yeah so He's so like see you're stunting man you're showing off <laughs> <laughs> well and so let me let me this is my knowledge at least yeah um, let's you hear can it. tell a second from a third printing and a first printing for that matter by this middle t um on the first printing that dot of blood right there is black i see second printing it's red and on the third printing you got a bunch of more dots of blood on there interesting so you don't have to open the book to not to tell the fidelity of the color is different yeah, as well yeah. like it's more the gradient is more like it's it's more high contrast oh yeah on the on this printing compared to that stuff like they might have even like printed from that sort of film so this is this is the second printing of issue two i don't have a first printing anymore i had to sell i had a first printing of issue one and it was eight CGC 8.5 white pages, if that means anything to anybody who would watch cartoons. Isn't that <laughs> mouser design, like oh, evergreen? Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. interesting paper, by the way. This is not glossy paper. Yeah, I and uh, it's only for that one because you pick up issue three and it is the glossy one. Um, this is the and stuff, both printings for issue two. This like is the that. stuff that uh, when we did the Kevin Eastman interview, I was like, can we just like package up? all the editorial pages and letters pages because there's stuff like look michael dooney has a letter in issue two like as a fan you know oh what i mean God. like he's not even a part of the the game yet and he created one of the most iconic pieces of teenage mutant ninja turtles the, artwork the, yeah and he's just he's just a mark at this moment yeah that's incredible there this it one. is i feel like we're going to get to that uh issue yeah once we get in the box we'll get to I, it i remember when uh when this game came out first off we were all stoked on it they, yeah. the cartoon is out and everything and it took a, it, it took an extra long time for this to come out then when you see the cover and you see all the red bandanas it was like is this some kind of like chinese bootleg yeah, yeah exactly. like, like red bandanas like, but then you that? see like the teeth are grittier than the than the cartoon would be and you're like these guys are mad well, yeah, it just felt like off-brand because all I knew was the cartoon. I didn't know the yeah. comics at all. And then you realize that's the cover to issue four. Yep. Reprint. Second printing. And this is uh, the the very first piece of... I have those. Ninja Turtles merchandise. In that top drawer, Todd. Oh, in man. In a little Tupperware. That's amazing. The, the Dark Horse pewter... Uh, yeah. PV, like PVC-type <laughs> figures. The uh, Oh, you can't open the drawer? That's all yeah. good. We it's believe in a round you. Little tip. I know. Sorry. Listen, we looked at two issues in number one, man. Like, yeah, these little look guys. at this little contraband. <laughs> here, put it here. 
because we need that light. Wow. Some triceratons. There were bigger versions Here's of these. Like they, they would have a, um, ones that were like three times the size too. But these were like, if you were playing the RPG, right. these would be the minis you would run. Casey Jones, Triceratons, a lot of mousers. Yeah, some mousers in there. Shredder in a badass pose. I've never I seen these the before. Triceratons. Yeah, they're huge. Wow. <laughs> so is it a nostalgia thing? You were a fan of the cartoon? Like, you, I mean, you, my my you, gateway in was the cartoon. My first comic was the Archie series, which was actually early comics for me. Like, I yeah. the Archie Turtle comics. Um, I came in around the Black Hole trilogy, which was later in the run where they were starting to do like darker comic-like things, but with the cartoon-style turtles. Right. Do you remember all the iterations of of this? Like, no, I think there's, there's like a, a red one there's or a, a New York one. No, no. Um, there's a New York Comic Con one, and they uh, something about the whole background. There's more white in the background, like they drop the ink out. I see. Um, we did an episode on this issue because it has a uh, a car chase sequence, which is yeah, freaking super hard to do in comics, let alone <laughs> black and white comics. Uh, but these two VW micro buses get confused while the cops are chasing them. And they start chasing the turtles. It's very cool. Yeah. We're, we're going to fuck around and end up doing every issue with the turtles. I'm sure of that. That would be incredible. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one is on the stands today. In the first week of April comes Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number two. That's the pumpkins issue of Red Room. And of course, last year... Uh, saw Red Room, the anti-social network, the idea for Red Room. It's murder on the dark web for fun and profit. Every issue is completely self-contained, and it is a gory splat fest, to say the least. Uh, the rest of the, the Ed Piscor bib bibliography that is currently in print, you have three volumes of oversized X-Men Grand Design retelling the entire story of the X-Men saga up through the origins to Days of Future Past. Four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree documenting in a very linear fashion the history of hip hop and rap music and WYSIWYG Portrait of a Serial Hacker charting the life of a computer hacker from the earliest days of high technology up to uh, WikiLeaks. Out in stores now, Jim Ruggs, Hulk Grand Design Monster, the first half of uh, the, the Incredible Hulk lore out on the stands as we speak various flavors the peach momoko is coming out soon how's that work Jim? april 14th it'll be in stores everywhere april 16th 40 <laughs> 40 pages in issue documenting the history of the incredible hulk there is a banger on every single page get it while it's hot this thing is not going to be in the stores for long and uh before you know it comes hulk grand design uh madness with uh, some very cool variant covers uh, by Ed McGinnis and Jeff Darrow to kind of goose those uh, bookshelves in your local comic shops. And the rest of the Jim Rugg bibliography in stores now, Plain Janes with Cecil Castellucci, and uh, rapidly going out of print soon. If you see it in your comic shops, get your hands on it right away, man, because we don't know when this is going to be back in print. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. Get these numbers up high on those Amazon charts. We love seeing it. We thank you so much. We appreciate your patronage. And now that we're done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. And then the last uh, magazine-sized issue, issue 5. 
starts the first printings of And look at this, man. We're going to start uh, pimping Albedo, which is the first appearance of uh, Usagi Yojimbo. Yeah, issue Which issue we had, uh, issue one, two, and three are available, so. Issue two is that issue. And oh, check this out, man. Joe, Joe Zabel, Garfield, uh, Garfield Heights, Ohio. Joe Zabel is a, a uh, illustrator for Harvey P. Carr's American Splendor comics. Have you met him? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he calls manga manja, which <laughs> makes me want to choke him. But, uh, you know, he's a nice guy. He's older. He doesn't know the yeah, deal. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's amazing when you see this kind of stuff because it just lets you know how kind of insular the independent comics universe was at this time where you know there's the black and white boom has not happened yet and they started with cons and, and shops and so it's that small community yeah super cool man i've never seen an issue one of uh a first printing this, of Raphael. I should up say. until about last year kevin eastman had original pages for sale on the, on his site it's the um look at that steve gerber Always fun. Batten Lash, rest in peace. Stan Sakai letter. Steve oh, wow. Bissett letter. This is always my favorite. You need to part. get this reprinted. That mission is a worthy one. Yeah. This is always my favorite stuff in these old comics. This is always the stuff I wanted to look at because I don't have access to yeah. these first printings. And what's interesting is the uh, inside cover editorial of the second printing of this has the greatest editorial. It starts off uh, Kevin Eastman saying, like, you ever have a secret that's so good, but you really wanted to tell people, but you couldn't? Guess what? About the cartoon? We have a cartoon that's going to be coming oh out. Tell, tell your local, you know, your local, you know, te television stations I to have, carry this thing. I have that second printing we'll, in there, we'll too. We'll bust it out. Yeah. We'll bust it out. It's, it's worth showing off, man. We haven't done this one yet, but you know we will. First appearance of uh, Casey Jones. This is, so Donatello is the uh, Peter Laird issue. This is firmly a kevin eastman comic and, and but that donatello issue is incredible too no they so i was i was gonna just compare them but i was like oh yeah they're great yeah no it rules and this is the stuff that uh eastman and Laird were working on before turtles and is this this is a layered cover yeah but this eventually became like dooney's character because of all the uh chrome you know effect yeah yeah like uh let's see if we can see a date on some of this stuff when it was originally created, but it's before Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Eighty. Well, eight, issue one Turtles was eighty four. Yeah, spring of eighty three is when there they you go. put this stuff together. Yeah, it's so trippy, like the stippled metal texture, very seventies. Yeah, that'll be an episode. That'll be an episode. If you see Triceratons, you know that that's probably Peter Lair. So now we're into the comic book size ones. So th these are the comic book size printings of this is issue one, two, Ooh, the Corbin, Corbin cover. cover. Does he uh, do? Does he do backups in here or something? Yeah, I actually have a, the loose pages. Can we um, crack that open? I don't think it's in this issue. Okay. Um, he has. Is it issue nine or something? He has a backup in. I can't remember. Maybe it is this issue. Let me check. Could. His backup, the one I know about, is a full color. Yeah. I think it was in a later issue. And and this There's is the first appearance of, of that image, man, that they you know used for the licensing for that for that uh, Nintendo game. For cover price from Fanagraphics Bookstore. <laughs> Shouts to Larry <laughs> Reed. Yeah, thank you, Larry. Um, the issue where they wear their Star Wars influence on their sleeve. Yeah. 
then that's the first comic sized and this is here's the second printing of issue five just because the comic sized second printings always have these interesting covers you know yeah I have this issue here myself six is it this is the second printing of like issue four or something seven uh, so i don't have a legit seven in here i see <laughs> the um but it's pretty similar it's a triceraton scene as well yeah issue seven but yeah that's issue seven it's a stephen levine cover actually or layered but we got to cheat into the into the light so whenever you show stuff like oh i'm sorry stuff, yeah this is the such a good design man that brain. i love it and you miss a lot of this action right back here like you're looking at this cover and it's just a weird crank shot and then you get it's always so goofy but but that's the ronin influence right how like, they had to box it out like that yeah i was wondering why it was I, I didn't know if it was like the limitations of they'd had like they did their art that size and then just ran it yeah i think i think ronin would run over like that yeah so that's six this, this is, was seven that's this is the peak this is the, the the highest print run issue of uh teenage Mutant Ninja turtles comics something like one hundred twenty-eight thousand on the strength of the aardvark and cerebus uh, and they can't reprint it anymore no. in any of the <laughs> compendiums nope this is when we start getting uh, the good airbrushing. This is the re reappearance of Shredder. Yeah, man. Does, After does, they does, killed their main villain in the first issue. Does it have like the fold-out page? Is this the like issue the, with like that? The I, I don't remember. There is, what issue was, oh, is it? Yeah, it is this issue. Oh yeah, sick. Interesting, dude, it's a different paper stock. Look at that shit. That's fucking dope. And it's a different paper stock, man. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. And then you'll see a lot of like little Because they had this in a reprint. They stuff. actually like colored it in a reprint or something. It was in the first uh, comics. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. yeah, I have the first. That's why I saw it. Yeah, it's in the first comics. And I think this is like in there too. So interesting. Uh-oh. When you see that, you know who's coming. <laughs> and then he didn't. they didn't say Kawabunga. They said Gungala. Gungala. I met Steve Levine and he like tried to explain it to me like it was like a they said it in Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are nerds, man. They are nerds, but that's the best kind of comic people. I dig it. I dig it. The original April O'Neil. Yeah. She had that. The Jerry Curl. King, King Louis permanent. <laughs> like my mama had that haircut. My mama had that exact whole outfit with the jean jacket and all. Yeah, yeah, with with like the members only windbreaker <laughs> type type joint. This is where we're getting into the singles. Yeah. Where Peter Laird will do an issue. Yeah. He's going environmentalist with his. And then uh, one of those other guys does this one. Probably Steve Levine or somebody. Yeah, they start cutting out. This cover is a Dooney cover. Yeah. Maybe he did the interiors on that one. And then that's definitely... This is Kevin Eastman. One of my jams. I, I freaking love this issue. I remember getting this issue at a flea market when I was a kid. Couldn't believe that cover, man. Yeah, yeah. Once again, they're movie nerdness, right? Like uh, yeah. David Mamet's Untouchables is. Is, is that is around the time this came out? Must be. Must be. In his perfect Elliot Ness fashion. Yeah. Man, I love Eastman's work. The intentionally vintage cover. Yeah, man. Probably the first time I ever seen something like this. Too bad Jimmy's looking at whales and blowholes and stuff. Yeah, he's he missing out, he man. He would have marked out for this piece right here. And then here we start getting, like, um, Mark Martin, Eric Talbot. Eric Talbot. Eric yeah. Talbot's the sickest motherfucker, man. 
King of Outlaw Comics. I think he's a tattoo artist right now. Let's take a look at this. Look at that. That that's the art of a guy who would grow to be a tattoo artist. And just messy. Like one of the um very scary things that you would see with some of these guys art artworks, man. You might see it a little bit there, but they spatter that duotone chemical. And Gary Panther hit me up one time when he saw that I was using it and was like Ed, that's carcinogenic. Like, throw that shit away. And the imagine like these guys, up. yeah, it, like you know, getting close to it and blowing it on a paper, yeah. or like flicking it with a toothbrush, and getting it everywhere, yeah, like to yeah. get to get these kind of great like the gradations and stuff. Like, it's crazy. This is a good issue. Whenever Eric Talbot shows up, man, you got wow. you, you got a good one. Oh yeah, melting pot already that early. Melting Pot came out in like 90 with that's with the one with Beasley, right? Uh yeah, yeah. Beasley. Yeah, 89. Just goes to show you oh, okay, like yeah. like these guys once that once that gravy train starts rolling, they're like those comics comic ain't coming out very much. <laughs> Mark Bodet. Yep, the Bruce I, Lee issue. I have this but not this cover, so I must have like a uh, a reprint. They they did a second printing of this one. Yeah. It's the and black the black cover with the uh, orange uh, yeah. lettering. Return to New York. So, back, so this Eastman is and Laird Eastman return. and Laird come back. Uh, but Eric Talbot does some fly ass shit in here too, though. You can't you can't sleep on that. Like that um, double page spread of the Triceraton head. Oh really? Like this right here. Look wow. at that. Look at how dope that is. That's amazing. That's, That's sick as fuck. That must have took the fucking. You know, you know these guys they figure out tricks, man. Yeah. They figure out tricks. But we had to look at just that piece alone. Of course. And then we start getting into more Mark Martin. A couple issues of that. My man. First generation Qbert school, Rick Veach. Yes. Does the River trilogy. Yep, those of the covers. Issues. Look at that, man. This was one of their first like uh, big posters they were selling. Is the that blue so? One. Yeah. I learned a lot about the, the way uh, to delineate water texture from the Rick Veach issues of Ninja Turtles here. He really figured some stuff out with these. Wow. Some Dooney. Yeah, man. I remember th these issues are so whacked out. <laughs> What else we got here, man? Oh yeah, Roaring Vic. This one is sick as fuck. We're totally gonna have to do an episode on this one because it's Rick Veach going Big Daddy Roth. Like, look at that right there, man. We see that. Look at that shit. And an ad for the one in the front. Yeah, man. Wow. Look at that. Look at that dude. He's carrying his head on a. <laughs> he's carrying his own head on a hook. That's the shit, man. the best comics oh yeah you got to see what this one mutant lady looks like with the big lips look at these lips <laughs> chocho lips we call them in Hawaii <laughs> <laughs> what would you say Pinocho lips chocho what's Pinocho <laughs> vagina oh shit <laughs> <laughs> more and more Baudet here's that Richard Corbin Turtles in Time dude great issue the first yeah Rich Head and Tom McQueenie this is some special stuff. They did that comic called Roach Mill. There, that's Roach Mill. Yeah, this okay. is the Roach Mill guys. There's the one you guys covered, the Zuli. Michael Zuli. Yeah. The trilogy, the weirdest, scariest looking turtles you'll ever see. I'm like, as a kid, I was not 
tempted to crack that open at all. <laughs> I hear you, man. Like, like I, but you know what? This when I when I found these, uh, I remember going like, okay, this is the stuff that the kids at school were telling me about. Where like, you got to read the Turtles comics because they chop people's heads off. They look scary. They say the f word. And this none of that really happens here. Yeah. But the aesthetic is it, what, in my mind's eye, this looks raw those guys are describing. To do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hippie, though. It's very hippie. Woodsy. This guy, Rick McCollum, who was a staple of those black and white comics, he did this one. This is like one of my earliest issues. Did we pass the Howarth issue already? Uh, I don't know. Oh, like, I didn't, I didn't okay, see it. Okay, I forget the order sometimes. I think this is the... the uh, yeah, oh, it's this burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's the here's, Howarth. Here's, yeah, okay. With like marker color, and this is those markers that definitely gave you cancer. Like, <laughs> it, it would stink your house up for days. His, if you saw this original, it probably still smells like the Just alcohol from fumes. that shit. Totally, another McCollum piece. That's the thing that would be so crazy. So like, this is issue thirty-seven, and then this might be the sequel to this issue but it's issue 42 they were letting these guys fill in like they were like we got to get a comic out there let's put the Howarth one in between them and just letting these guys tell the story they wanted to take the amount of time they needed to and you know pad it out with some stuff Farley yeah man Ooh. and he really like he's probably drawn more Turtles comics than Eastman and Laird yeah and the he did the uh, trade covers for the, the you know the yeah, yeah. comic sized ones yeah and those covers are amazing This is Talbot, right? That I can't. Uh, leather is leatherhead or leatherneck. Leatherhead. One's a GI Joe and one's leathernecks. The GI Joe for sure, guaranteed. Yeah. So this is like one of the only characters that transcended the cartoon and made it into the comics, really, right? Like, yeah. What he, I think he was on the cartoon before he, before this. He must be because this is, we're already in like 1990 already. 92. 90. Oh yeah, he was in the cartoon way before that. Yeah, but then they gussy him up in Mirage. Comic Maybe fashion. even Rat King uh, appeared in Tales, and Tales began in like 88, mm. 89. Right. Dooney, my man. Dooney is a couple. More and uh, of note, if anybody is like a comics market person, these are the first appearance of Space Usagi. Is that so? Usagi Ojimbo's cartoon is going to be like uh, space version, I guess. Is that really? Yeah, so these are like crazy value now. It's so funny because like... Aside from the issues that you tossed to me, I built my collection for a dollar or less. I would expect that in the mainland. Like, I would think you could find those, and then you're saying they're drying up now. In the 90s. Yeah. In the 90s. A lot of these came to me very... Like, my mentor, Bruce Ellsworth, he would just give me a turtle comic if he found it. He knew I liked them. That's so cool. And then this is, like, the last batch of stuff from Volume 1. Great Farley covers, but it's Eastman and Laird inside, right? Uh, no, they kind of, like... Uh, uh, plotted the story. It's like Last Ronin, right? Like, oh, like they, okay. they kind of like they had the layout. Wrote, wrote a couple of gimmicks on a on a napkin and said that they're back uh, yeah, into yeah. the game and let let. That's what the poster says for the ad. The ad for this, right? Uh, you could find the first batch of these reasonably cheap, but with every subsequent issue, the black and white, like the speculator bust, has happened, and they're printing fewer and fewer of these comics. There's yeah. Rat King. Fewer and fewer of these comics in the last issues are prohibitively expensive at this point. Karai shows up. Look at that, man. 
Should we show off? Is it the last issue that has the McFarlane? Uh, is it? I, I didn't know which issue out of them. I hope it's the last one. Let's take a look. Some Usagi. Quitus interrupt this man. Ah, it's not in there. Oh, I right. have the Xenotech books too. Do you know what issue it is, Doug? No, I do have uh, the Fleming Carrot one with the with the turtles on it. Though that McFarland did for the cover. This one's it's not in here either. Yeah, that's all right. I got the poster if anybody's curious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could just flash it up on the screen right this very minute. <laughs> The Super magic cool. of editing. So is there any other um, sort of standouts, like Holy Grails? You know, you know what, what what would be cool? Those those Image Comics ones are real hard to find. Okay, so the, uh, this, I you might be interested in this. This is all of the non... Uh, this is everything else Mirage from that time period. Okay. That's not the main run of 1 through 62. Yeah, so I don't have any of these. So these can are the can tales. you tell me about these? Like Tale, I, I don't know much except for this is where you learn that Jim Lawson's a machine and like he carries this whole thing. He, he does all the artwork or most of it? Yeah, uh, most of it. Right yeah. There. Like because when Tales Volume 2 rolls around in the 2003 Mirage, Jim Lawson is like almost every issue. Mm. Look at these like 80s airbrushed <laughs> buildings, man. That's funny. Almost CG. Rat King. I had this issue. Oh, look at the, that, man. Yeah. Oh, the micro neat. series. Yeah. These things freaking rule. There's the Donatello. I feel like this one would be a Eastman. This yeah. one is definitely a Laird. Can we can we bust yeah. this out and show that editorial? Let's see it. So they had two printings of the Michelangelo. There yeah. That one of them has like an extra story in it. Okay, let's see how this goes, man. Did you ever have a secret, a really neat one, that you were just dying to tell everyone right away, but I you couldn't? Because if you let it out too soon, it would spoil things? Well, we've been in that quandary since last year, but now we can finally let the turtle out of the bag, so to speak. And then he goes into the whole spiel about how there's going to be a cartoon, a bunch of action figures, a whole campaign for Ninja Turtles, man. And this, is, this sets it off. In fact, uh, I remember... I isolated this image and sending it off to Mark Frauenfelder at Boing Boing and it was a whole post because this is... Is that the Surge licensing guy? It is, yeah. This is the signifier of, of His. everything that's forthcoming. You know, like these guys are excited but they don't even know. Yeah. They have no idea what's How coming. How badly they're exploding after this. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And if you read those interviews, I mean, they got it with great power comes great responsibility. Like those guys that wrote that editorial don't know that they have to put tens of millions of dollars into <laughs> a fund just for lawyer fees for all the people who are going to be suing them because uh, people in their life said the word turtle before they before created the they comic. Did it, yeah. So they feel like they are the creators of the Ninja Turtles, just oh like all that goodness. kind of scum. So, so this is like the reprint. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. And then all the one shots from the Mirage era. Yeah, I don't know these very well at these all. I, I, I have this one. You can tell by the logo they are leading into the volume two. Totally. Uh, this one was interesting. This was like an educational. <laughs> uh, don't it? don't plug up the storm drain. Yeah. And what is this? Turtle Mania special. This was a con kind of thing, like a zine they did. Uh, I think it was like eighty nine. These were very limited, and the. Uh, Oh, 86. God damn. 
Yeah, this is pretty early. Can we, can we take a look? Automatic. Oh, you found it. Which issue was it? Ah, uh, dude, this is so cool. The print run for the oh, wow. uh, the early issue. So the first issue, three thousand copies. The second printing, six thousand. Then shit is popping. Third printing, thirty-five thousand. <laughs> but we're not done yet. The fourth printing of issue number one, sixty thousand copies. Yeah. That's amazing. That, yeah. So the fourth printing is the first comic sized one. Okay, and then the first printing of uh, issue one, fifteen k. Because yeah. you know, like at at a certain point when you start uh, ordering more comics, it, it's so much cheaper, you know what I mean? You just go anyways. And you might as well. It just becomes a warehousing issue. So it's like... Paying for the space. Exactly. That's so cool, man. And then check and this out. The first the first printing is 50,000, 60,000. Yeah. Nine, 95,000 for issue seven. Yeah, issue five is where they go. Comic size from the first prints. That's so cool, man. This is this is amazing, dude. Some of that Richard Corbin. Cor a little preview of some Richard. They're very happy yeah. about their Corbin comic. Bob. Burton. I mean, imagine them meeting Corbin. Like they. Yeah, they're I, mean, I guess they exploded afterwards. They're big but like, boys. By issue two, they weren't that big, right? So how did they get Corbin to do the cover on the the second printing of issue two, or the third printing of issue two? Yeah, I mean that third printing might happen a little yeah. later. You know, if they have 15,000 copies, like... Yeah, that's true, yeah. It's going to take them it, it, a little while to sell, maybe. Yeah, these are all news to me, man. I, yes. see, I see some Bisley. Yep. This is, uh, like, where Bisley steps in, and then they give him body count after this. Okay. <laughs> what do we got here? This is uh, just a benefit comic, but Michael Dooney cover. I'm a sucker for Dooney. Oh, these dude, are the unlicensed. The yeah, the I think I hear Jimmy driving here. <laughs> Right now, for, from from the <laughs> edifice of some volcano, <laughs> the Solson training manuals, man, to show kids how to kick motherfuckers kick in the ass. neck. How to? This is like the I needed no manual to find a stick and use it as a bow staff to <laughs> beat all my friends with. <laughs> so funny, man. So funny, and then you know they. They jack you. Like, when when I was a kid, I got this one, and then I'm like, this ain't a comic? What? Yeah, it's just like pin-ups and words and crap. And they don't even get the regular artist, right? So it's just like... Yeah, it's totally like licensed stuff. And I think, uh, you know, Rich Buckler... Well, I'm not going to say, because I don't know for a fact, so <laughs> we'll squash that. Turtle Soups. Are these anthologies? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, they're anthology really. books. There's a small, you know, individual... Same like Prime, Prime Sign Tales. Yeah, it's like their version of Critters or something. They did quite a bit of these, yeah. Like Tr the trying to hatch a new kind of Usagi Ojimbo or something yeah. out of the... Well, Ma they did Mark give Martin, birth to that. Mark Martin parody, movie parody comic. And that reprint of Gobbledygook. Yeah, I've been looking for original Gobbledygooks, man. Yeah, good luck. I saw the print run in that, in that little uh, <laughs> zenith at 150 copies. Yeah. So the, 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 so the bootlegs just went for eBay. One of the bootlegs just sold for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. For gobbledygook. Amazing, man. And it was a known bootleg. Yeah. That's so cool. What else is in that box? The Archie run. I don't know if you care for any of that. What's the best of the Archie run? Black Hole trilogy. Pull that out. Pull that out, and then and then we'll. Well, the first so the first three issues are also good. This is the first Bebop and Rocksteady. This is our introduction to the Turtles universe. Let's see what these look like. These these comics would be at the Seven Eleven. They would be the most beat up comics. Like the yeah, fact that you yeah. have this in any kind of nice condition is incredible. Because 
every little kid who yeah. didn't even fuck with comics would at least give these things a glance. Oh, pencil wait, by Michael Dooney. There is a. And you see, like totally, like from the cartoon. Dude, with so many ads for Ninja Turtles things. Okay. This is one I do want to... Because I have the original art. Some of the original art from this book. Oh, sick. I have two pages from this book. But this is the one... This is Gene Colan. Gene Colan book from the Ninja Turtles. Let's take a look at that. Let's see what Gene does on the Turtles. You know what? It's almost heartbreaking, actually. You like when you said something about him needing the work, and then it, I kind of got bummed out. Well, well, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know anything it about. It probably him, is right because he did. I actually realized that Gene Colan did some Archie, other Archie books. Yeah, I'm just saying we know what he draws like, you know, and to be kind of shackled, uh, if you know, it, it hurts. Did, it hurts. Uh, did you want to get a shot of that? Oh, there it is, man. We were talking about that before. That's man. issue fifty. The the uh, Todd McFarlane uh, pinup. There's a uh, Simonson, oh, wow. Eric Larson. God damn. Yeah. So they got look at dude, look at that Simonson turtle. <laughs> I think we saw him on the beach. And speaking of the the Eric Larson stuff, because um, you know Savage Dragon was kind of like. Turtles were suffering in the mid '90s, yeah. And then Eric Larson brings them back through the Savage Dragon. Put them in issue number two. Yeah. Gene Cool and Turtles. I have to come to Maui to discover such things, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, that's interesting. the The letters, the letters uh, go to uh, Mirage. Yeah, the Mirage staff was handling everything. Like when I met Steve Levine. Yeah. He kind of opened my eyes on a lot of things, and they really didn't. And this surprised me. They don't like the toy art everybody's so that like that's a iconic thing to a lot of people and the toy art the mirage guys hated it yeah but playmates was in charge a little bit of selecting that stuff so they uh they didn't have a say and they hated it so the future shark trilogy is the introduction of armagon this these are like the first turtle comics i read yeah and then afterwards is the black <laughs> hole trilogy which is like uh it's <laughs> ridiculous man. right is the black hole trilogy with the uh, uh, intergalactic wrestling no, actually, Intergalactic Wrestling is much earlier. That's yeah. like issue like seven or something. That's that's the stuff that I remember. Yeah, that's in the teens where they start into Here's the first slash is twenty three and twenty four. <laughs> first intro slash. That's funny, man. I was really into a lot of these. Uh, I like the Mutanimals. I just saw uh, Mutanimals right here. Yeah, I never fucked with these, man. I never messed with these at all because, like, I knew about the Mirage. And I'm like, this is for, like, my little brother. Yeah, yeah. But this is also the most ubiquitous stuff. Like, you would see... I mean, what's the print run on these, you think, man? They were in every 7-Eleven and how yeah, many thousands they gotta of 7-Elevens? Yeah, This, um... And this run was... Oh, that's not the image I was looking for. The, um, But around this time, they go to the future, and then Raph comes back with an eye patch. Yeah. So he's, like, more badass. <laughs> and it's funny, because you do have Lawson... yeah doing like these are mirage guys doing the covers yeah for this cartoon stuff there are somewhere like steve Bissett did a bunch of pinups yeah yeah the, uh, somebody sent them to you on the show recently yeah they did so here's the end of the run it ends on 72 but i also got the bootleg uh continuations in the back yeah i can't wait to get there striking covers 
for sure. But wow, man, that looks European. Oh, you found it. <laughs> Crazy. This must be around the time. There's your patch, Raphael. This must be the time yeah. where the toys are getting just out of hand, right? Like. Oh yeah, the, like the like cyber samurai. This shit. is the same time in the cartoon where like they're just going off into you know like the they had like this uh, pizza delivery sidekick dude who turned into a turtle himself and that's some jump the shark type stuff. Yeah. This is this is pretty sick, man. Yeah, yeah. Whoever and this is Chris, Chris, Chris Allen. Allen. He was he was actually a pretty prolific uh, turtle artist, and he could go between that cartoon to a little bit darker. Almost thought that said buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the final issue. Which wow. these are like worth a hundred or so a piece, just because there's these are the low print run. Yeah, sure. Like that was, and that's the final of the Archie run. But that's not a bootleg. Not a bootleg. Oh no, these are the bootlegs. So uh, I forget who. There's this one guy. Yeah, and I forget his we name. Don't, we don't need to narc him out. Yeah, but he's he's been doing all these continuations of like he does issue seventy one of Tales two. So it's just his own thing. Like he's just but continuing these are, the series. But these no, Chris Allen did the art on this, so they get the original artists and writers, and he just pays them out of his pocket. That's fucking sick. I want yeah. these. Yeah. See now, now my interest is he, peaked. He brought it to seventy five. <laughs> this is from fellow kayfaber, uh Gene, GRN. Uh, he they do the Wizard magazines. Eli Schwab and Gene. Yeah, yeah. They, they sent me this one. Oh, Eli. Yeah. Eli, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see these things, man. Yeah, man. Crack them open. That's incredible. I love that. These guys care about this shit that much that they're gonna just get the original guys. So this team, uh, the guys... 200 copies. It begins with the letter A. I forget the guy's name who organizes and pays for all this stuff. Andrew Modine? That's him. Andrew yeah. Modine. That's yeah. the guy. And so they do... You know how Image ends at issue 23? Yeah. He does a 24 and 25. That's so cool. Uh, Tales, volume 2, ends at issue 70. He does a 71. K Fabers, P.O. Box 3071, <laughs> Munhall, PA 15120. Two, two copies of each, please. I can still find you these. The the inker is this Russian dude, Arseny Dabokov. I saw that Russian name and I was and like, okay, this makes these. sense, man. This is some Russian bootleg He's shit. He's allowed to sell them in Russia, so you can order them from him. I gotta just take a look. This will blow Jimmy's mind if he doesn't know about this stuff. I'm sure Eli's probably already. Eli, pack us up, man. Oh, dude, the terror drum, the techno yeah. drum comes comes to New York. Uh oh, I start to brace a little bit when I see furries. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me nervous. Well, the other, the one book I don't have from this run. I don't know if you heard about it. They uh, call it the Birds and the Bees issue. Oh, uh, there's fucking. There's it's it's by the Adventure staff, and there were only fifty copies made, and they only gave them to each other. Uh -oh. And there is fucking. Oh. There is. It's uh, it's uh -oh. called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures Infinity. The is, number is infinity. Is it in color? It's in black and white. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just gets more spare. Yeah, like. I'm sure that 74 and 75 are gonna be finished eventually, but yeah. like, you know, oh, these are like so ash hungry. Cans? Yeah, these are ash cans. Oh yeah, I see that ash can. Because this 70, this 73 uh, came out, like they, that's full color, that was the one. 
Let's get the air out of that. Alika, thank you so much, man, for, for for showing us this stuff, man. Yes. You know what? Let's 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 cl let's close out this particular episode. And uh, you want to give shouts out Maui Comics uh, socials like yeah, Maui, drop the spill. Maui Comics and Collectibles. You can find us on IG um, Maui underscore Comics uh, on Facebook Maui Comics and Collectibles and the Maui Comic Con uh, IG at Maui Comic Con uh, Facebook Maui Comic Con obviously. Just look us up MauiComicCon.com if you want to see Ed and Jim were just there. It was a great show. Yes.